Oh, my God. 
25 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
מסביב לעולם. יש צרות, דאגות, החיוך נעלם. מחר תראה רק שחור, כי גם זה יעבור. והכל יסתדר, כי השם יעזור. יש תקווה, נשאיר כולנו יחד. יש אמונה, חזקה מכל הפחד. לא ניפול, לא נירד, כי אנחנו לא לבד. יש לנו השם.
Yashir Maisha Ubene Israel, Sashira has eyes, Esashira has eyes, Lashem, Vayoibru Leimar. Oz Yashir Maisha Ubene Israel, Sashira has eyes, Esashira has eyes, Lashem.
JM in the AM. Off of Beats 2.0. With that Hafakta and a whole bunch of other great selections. Tuesday morning broadcast on this June the 6th, the 12th of Sivan. Good morning, everybody. It's a JM in the AM for a Tuesday. My name is Nachum Siegel. And uh, you are listening in from around the world, and I'm glad you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Aryeh Kunzler before that with Az Yashir. You heard Yesh Tikvad done by Benny Friedman. Derech Achim had Od Yishama. Yoya, that was Kaveret. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up as we say good morning. Love hearing from people from around the world. Already a few comments. Cool Mom says hi from Yushalayim. Nice and very warm today. It certainly is. 83 in Yerushalayim, my gosh, 83, um, wants to hear Ivri Anochi. Thank you for your great programming. Greatly appreciate that. We'll try to get to Ivri Anochi coming up. JM from Teaneck says, good morning, Nahum, want some eighth day? Yeah, we'll try to get some eighth day in there. Um, Mitch from Beit Shemes writes, nothing like listening live while walking around Tel Aviv during my lunch break. Let us know where you're having lunch in Tel Aviv. We always want good recommendations for delicious eats in Tel Aviv, Israel. Tuesday morning with 56 degrees. I know it's June, but we've got 56 degrees outside with rain today and a high temperature of 59. Clouds tonight, low 58. We may avoid the rain for tomorrow, actually. Uh, They were originally talking about rain all week. Uh, In this area, we may avoid it. Partly cloudy tomorrow, a high of 71 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 83. We're at 56. It's the Tuesday. Good morning. JM in the AM. I told you about the app. You can comment right now if you wish. By the way, listener Morris, thank you so much for your comment. Morris yesterday posted on the app. I am really enjoying the replay of the parade. Uh, to the staff of JM the AM, you always come up with the best ideas. I've had to promote uh, Jewish pride. Uh, best ideas how to promote Jewish pride and unity. Thank you, listener Morris. And Morris, of course, was at the parade on Sunday. It was great seeing him. And thanks to everybody who's, a lot of people have been commenting about our parade coverage. It's much appreciated. And again, a big thank you to the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. When you see anybody from Shari Tzedek, let them know how much you appreciate them uh, making sure we were able to be on Fifth Avenue for yet another year for the Celebrate Israel Parade. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. Lots happening today. Partners in Torah has a basketball tournament. We're going to be talking about that. Willie Hochman is scheduled to join us. We'll speak with him coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. There's a lot happening on a Tuesday. You picked a great day. Every day is a great day to tune in to JM in the AM. Yerushalayim Adoshem Haleli Elokai Zion Ki Chizah Berichei Shearai Ki Chizah Berichei 
בנייך בקרבך, בנייך בקרבך, הללי, הללי, אלוקייך ציון, הללי, הללי, אלוקייך ציון.
I've been through. Ask me where I'm from, and I will tell you I'm a Jew, and every Jew's a proud Jew. Not just me, my sisters and my brothers. Never be ashamed to be a proud Jew. It's not what you've done, it's how he made you. So sing this song and spread the pride around you. Yehudiani, eternally. Hey,
שאפשר להתחבר למציאות טובה יותר. לשמח אנשים, לשאוף ולהגשים חלומות ישנים, להביט אל השמיים, כשהאושר בעיניים, לשמור על
With uh, Simcha Liner, that song is called Shalom. You heard Mordechai Shapiro before that. A uh, selection titled Ki Malachov. Uh, what else was in there? We had uh, Rax Machot done by Eighth Day. Itzik Dadia's Ten Chiyuch. Benny Friedman had Ivrianochi Yoel Sharabi with Shabachi to open up that set. Well, we satisfied the requests of uh, some of the people on our app. Um... Oh, by the way, Mitch from Beit Shemesh says that today's lunch in Tel Aviv was a China wall on Rehov Mikveh Yisrael, authentic Chinese food right in uh, Tel Aviv, owned by Olim from China. How do you like that? <laughs> uh, one of our listeners says, sorry for the delay, but thanks for playing Itzik Dadya. And Cool Dude says, good morning, Nachum. Can you please play some Kalbach and Eighth Day Kapayan? We'll see what we can do about that. 56 degrees, some rain today and a high of 59. Thanks for listening in from around the world. We much appreciate it, that's for sure. NSN app gives you an amazing opportunity to comment on everything and anything that's going on. Use the NSN app, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone to do just that. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsor digital radio exclusively around the world at NahumSingle.com. On the Nahum Single Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's all in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Thank you, Mitch, for that uh, restaurant recommendation in Tel Aviv. We're always looking for those. <laughs> Coming up later today, JM Rewind. Starting at 9 o'clock this morning, we're going to replay last Thursday, not Shavuos, the Thursday before that, last Thursday's first hour from Israel when we did the entire segment from the Inbal Hotel of the uh, voices of and sounds of 1967. That's coming up between 9 and 10 this morning. Make sure to be tuned in to JM Rewind. And, of course, for our full day of programming, including ZK's live lunch. And I know ZK was out late last night. He had a big video job, so he'll be uh, at the top of his game, to say the least. 
coming up on the live lunch at 11 a.m. Eastern time here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jam Nan. אירוע הירי בכפר קאסם, מחמוד טהה, אביו של מוחמד שנהרג הלילה בהתפרויות בעיר, מאשים את המאבטח שביצע את הירי ברצח בנו, יעל דן שוחחה איתו. הוא ירה שלושה כדורים בראש שלו, שלושה כדורים בראש שלו ולא הזהרה, ורצח, שקר כביך, מישהו עורך דין, שאל את השוטר השני, אמר לו אתה, למה ירית? המאבטח אמר לו, בגלל שאני הרגשתי מאוים. כן. כתבנו נר שפד מעדכן שהלווייתו של הצעיר תתקיים היום בשעה חמש בכפר קאסם. אחרי הפועלים ולאומי, גם בנק מזרחי טפחות מודיע שיתנגד להסדר החוב של פישמן. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה, תומר ורון. בנק מזרחי לא פישמן חייב כמעט 300 מיליון שקלים מודיע שיתנגד. ההצעה איננה הולמת, כתב הבנק, לא כשלעצמה ולא ביחס להסדרים אחרים. בשעה זו מתקיים דיון בוועדת הכלכלה וחברי הכנסת כבל ונחמיאס ורבין דורשים להקים ועדת חקירה פרלמנטרית שתחקור את התנהלות הבנקים ואת התנהלות בנק ישראל. שגרירת ארצות הברית באו"ם ניקי היילי תוקפת בנאומה הראשון בפני מועצת זכויות האדם של האו"ם את מדיניות המועצה נגד ישראל. קשה לקבל את העובדה שהמועצה מעולם לא גינתה את הפרת זכויות האדם בוונצואלה, אבל רק בחודש מרס היא העבירה חמש החלטות מוטות נגד ישראל. אלי אמרה והזהירה, המועצה חייבת לשנות את המדיניות החד צדדית מול ישראל, אם היא רוצה לשמר את האמינות שלה. מחר תגיע היילי לביקור בישראל במהלכו תסייר בכותל המערבי. שנה לאישור מתווה הגז, שר האנרגיה יובל שטייניץ התארח בתוכנית מיוחדת של רינו צרור והבטיח האזרחים יתחילו להרגיש את הרווח הכלכלי מהמתווה בקרוב. הצפי ההכנסות ירד ב-20 אולי 30 אחוז. עדיין אנחנו מדברים לאורך חיי המאגר על מאות מיליארדים. נכון שבשנים הראשונות זה מיליארדים בודדים, ותוך כמה שנים זה עולה לעשרות מיליארדים. והקלטות וקטעים נוספים מהתוכנית אפשר למצוא באתר גל"צ. במשרד האוצר מסכמים רבעון ומסמנים ירידה משמעותית בקניית דירות להשקעה, לראשונה מזה 14 שנה. כתבנו אורי איגרא. סך הכל ברבעון הראשון של השנה נמכרו 27,000 דירות, משקל המשקיעים בשוק ירד לשפל של פחות מ-17% מסך הרכישות. הניתוח מלמד על ירידה גבוהה יותר במכירות הקבלנים הגדולים, בהשוואה לקבלנים הקטנים. על פי האוצר הדבר עשוי להעיד על נכונות נמוכה יותר להוריד מחירים בקרב הקבלנים הגדולים. והתחזית חם עד שרבי. אלה החדשות שעורכת נווה וייס. Thank 
קריית ארבע היא חברון, באר שבע שומרון. צ'ק 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 מייקרופון, מתיין ומירון, כפר סבא, רננה, עיר עתיקה, אשריך. שכם, כנרת, מודיעין, ימינה, שמאלה. Oh, oh, oh. 
Recording given to us uh, two Monday nights ago at the uh, incredible World Mizrahi celebration of Binyanei Ha'oma in Jerusalem, celebrating Jerusalem's Jubilee. It's the Hezder Yeshiva Boys Choir singing for Jerusalem's Jubilee. 
And that's Shai Abramson and company with the prayer for the welfare of the IDF soldiers, a tefillah for Sahal here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that eighth day with Kapayim, that was a request on our app. Uh, we also have an app request for um, uh, a brand new Mordechai Ben David from the brand new Mordechai Ben David album. This is called Kol Hanishama. You are listening to the best place for brand new Jewish music right here at JM in the AM. Hallelujah. 
There it is. Brand new Mordechai Ben David off of the CD entitled Sa'aka. That's called Kol Haneshama here at JM in the AM. Pretty amazing, huh? Best place for brand new Jewish music. You know where? Right here at JM in the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, Elliot Weiselberg is uh, getting set for another Yeshiva League sports update. Want to thank our friends at Crown Trophy. A big shout out to Mike Feller and everybody at Crown Trophy. As we present every single Tuesday a Yeshiva League sports update, even in the month of June, with school about to end, there's plenty to report on. How do you like that? Yeshiva League sports update time every Tuesday at this time right now with Elliot Weiselberg at JM in the AM. Don't look now, ladies and gentlemen, but it is June and the countdown clock to the summer is ticking away at a rapid pace. Straight ahead on today's Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update, we are now halfway through the spring championships as another soccer champion has been crowned. And following on last week's theme of revenge, half of the boys' varsity softball final has been determined. All that and more straight ahead. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. This past week saw another soccer championship awarded, this time in the boys' JV soccer league. Another Route 4 rivalry saw TABC and Frisch square off in a tightly contested battle that saw the defending champion Storm hold on to their crown with a 5-4 win. The win marks the third different New Jersey school to walk away with a soccer championship after Mayanote and Frisch, who won the Varsity and JV Girls Championships respectively. The final soccer championship will take place this coming Sunday, with Kushner looking to make it a New Jersey sweep, while Hank looks to defend their crown in Frisch at 8 p.m. With hockey on hiatus until the championships are figured out, we head out to the Diamond, where the three softball leagues are at the semifinal stage. Last week, we discussed the history behind the repeat semifinals in boys varsity, with Frisch and Hillel and May and YDE meeting for the second year in a row. One of those games took place this past week, with one team gaining a year-long sought revenge. Last year, Hillel and Frisch were neck and neck through the regular season and tied into the sixth inning in their semifinal before the Cougars ripped open the game and route to their championship. This past Sunday, it was Hillel standing tall when the dust cleared, taking a 6-5 nail-biter and continuing their perfect season. They will now head to the championship to play the May YDE winner. The other semifinal will take place this Friday in Brooklyn. Frisch at least still has one softball hope alive in the form of their JV boys squad. While we haven't covered this league as much this year, an interesting phenomenon occurred in the first round of the playoffs. Exactly zero of the home teams won their games, meaning that exactly zero of the top seeds advanced to the semifinals. So, the seventh-seeded Frisch Cougars will play the sixth-seeded Hafter Hawks after Frisch snuck by May 9-8 and Hafter blew out Share by 10. That game will take place tomorrow night in Far Rockaway. The other semifinal will take place between the fifth-seeded YDE Thunder and the eighth-seeded DRS Wildcats. YDE dropped Hillel 7-3 while DRS stunned the top-seeded JEC, holding them scoreless for 12 innings before dropping a 6 spot for the 6-0 upset. That game will be this coming Friday. Finally, in girls softball, Salman Schechter averted an all-West semifinal, dropping Frisch 1-0 in their quarterfinal matchup. They now join SAR, Maya Note, and surprise West number 4 seed Hillel, who trounced the East top-seeded SKA 10-0. And that was your Tuesday morning JM in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg.
JM in the AM. A, uh, what is today, Tuesday? <laughs> Tuesday morning broadcast. Can't remember anymore what, what day is what. Uh, that comes from, uh, that comes from the Sheves Chaverim group, Shiru Shvacha, the name of that selection. Before that, our Yeshiva League Sports Update. Thank you, Elliot Weiselberg. He's the Hassan getting married real soon. Wishing him a Mazel Tov. Him and Demanda. Rain today with a high of 59, 56 right now here in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Taking a look at some of our items in the community calendar. Oh, there's a lot going on. Uh, that is for sure. There is a lot happening. Um... There is a lot going on. Congregation Ket their Torah and our friends at Ohel present a two-part lecture series, Rebooting Marital Relationships in an Age of Social Media, Monday, June the 12th, this coming Monday, starting at 8 p.m., a um, lecture on marital boundaries, how to create healthy boundaries in relationships in a culture where privacy is becoming a rare commodity, our emotional affairs as dangerous as physical ones. Uh, presenter is Dr. Norman Blumenthal. He'll be the featured renowned speaker and clinician uh, for the night of June the 12th, happening in Congregation Keter Torah, 600 Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Information contact her by Donath at the OHEL Northern New Jersey Community Corps. He's the OHEL Northern New Jersey Community Coordinator. Jeremy underscore Donath at ohelfamily.org. Jeremy underscore Donath at ohelfamily.org. That is happening on the 12th of June, this coming Monday, at the Keter Torah. Uh, Beis Yaakov of Borough Park has their uh, big 75th anniversary dinner at the Palace this coming um, this coming Thursday night, June the 8th. They'll be honoring the Beis Yaakov of Borough Park presidents from 1942 to 2017. Um. Plus, Mr. and Mrs. Ari and Esty Weber, Mr. and Mrs. Yankee and Devorah Roth, a Basiakov dedication of the Hindi Spira after school program. It's all happening Thursday at the Palace in Brooklyn, New York. Information 718 436 7300. 718 436 7300 for information on that. Uh, we'll talk about the basketball tournament coming up. Play for partners, partners in Torah. We'll talk about that coming up. Uh, the Bialystoker Synagogue has the Bialystoker Brunch. The uh, Sisterhood and Youth Department will be honored at the first annual brunch of the Bialystoker Synagogue with special guest speaker of Aaron Lopiansky, Rosh Hashiva of Yeshiva of Greater Washington. Information, Bialystoker Synagogue at gmail.com, Bialystoker Synagogue at gmail.com for all the information. All right. Lots of things going on in our community, that's for sure. And we try to feature as many of them as possible here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Lakutim Maran explains that even at a time of tsar chas v'sholom, a time of pain, if a person will try to see the chaste Hashem, 
he'll see that even at that time, Hashem provides challenges for us in the world. Even from that tzara can be a bracha. There's a great chizuk for a person that may be going through difficult times. Hashem really wants to send great brachas to him. The challenge may be a Pesach, an opening to those brachas. Rav Moshe David Palach says that when Hashem wanted to take Adam Arishon into Gan Eden, he had to be forced. The question is, why didn't he want to go himself? Why did Hashem specifically want him to go into Gan Eden? Adam knew that specifically this world is filled with challenges, nisyanos, and that the Malachim were not lacking anything in Shemayim, but it is the Ratzon of Hashem, the will of Hashem, that a person should live through nature, go through the vicissitudes of life. For that reason, he didn't want to go into Gan Eden. But Hashem didn't want that. Hashem knew how difficult it is for people to be miskaber, to be able to overcome their inner instincts, the Yetzirah. Hashem wanted Adam to go into Gan Eden so he could see how good and sweet everything is and then go into Olam where he would be able to fight and be miskaber to withstand all the challenges. There was a yeshiva bachar who was leading a double life. During the day he was a serious learner. He spent the morning in yeshiva. He learned well. At night, however, he was a talented drummer and played in one of the major clubs in the city. One night, an agent approached him and presented him with a proposal that was difficult to turn down. He offered him a chance to try out for a popular band. It was the dream of a lifetime. He played his heart out. He won the contract, and he was the backup drummer for a famous star. It was the best thing that could ever happen to him. There was only one problem. The first night that he was scheduled to play was a Friday night, Lel Shabbos. The Bocher faced a huge dilemma. He went to a Rav, and he told him the whole story. The Rav listened, and then suggested he take out a piece of paper. He should write down on one side all the pros of playing on Shabbos. On the other side, he should write down the cons of playing on Shabbos. The Bocha said that he needed some time to think about it and would return in a couple of days. When the boy returned to the Rav, he showed him the piece of paper. In the column of the pros was everything that one could imagine, money, fame, all the pleasures, all the benefits. It was a long list. In the column of cons, there was only one word written, eternity. The Bacher said, that's why I can't do it. Eternity is just too big to lose. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. There we go. Jam and for a Tuesday morning. I lost the uh, correct button there for a moment. Uh, my name is Nachum Siegel. It's a Tuesday on this June 6th, the 12th of Sivan. Good morning, everybody. Graduation season. Mazel tov to all the graduates out there. Uh, a special shout out to Mayanot Yeshiva High School. Their graduation is coming up on Sunday. We know some of the graduates there, including the one and only Onina Siegel. So we say Mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. 
You know, there was that. Remember that song from years ago, uh, basketball, where literally the song started with the words basketball, and then and then I think the only other lyric was NBA basketball. That's the song we should play whenever our next guest is with us on our radio broadcast. Many of you are familiar with Partners in Torah. It is an amazing organization. In fact, just last night, I learned that a very close uh, friend of ours has begun a partnership with a uh, with a um, study partner with somebody whose child has recently, whose, uh, whose son or daughter has recently become Orthodox and they want to explore more. Partners in Torah really is amazing, and the numbers of people that they reach on a regular basis is incredible. Uh, Rabbi Yisrael Mayor Merkin is the executive director, and he's the coordinator of what's happening this coming Sunday, June the 11th. It is the Play for Partners basketball tournament. And uh, if anybody knows about basketball tournaments, it's uh, Yisrael Mayor Merkin. That is for sure. Uh, Rabbi Merkin, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum, and thank you for that very warm <clears throat> introduction. Yeah, no problem at all. I was I was ready to come up with, with your own theme song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you know, the, I I'm not so familiar with that whole song. I guess we could uh, we, we we could work on it together after the show. I can tell you, it's very catchy. That I can tell you. <laughs> Uh, but it probably hasn't been played for a long, long time. Although this is basketball season, you know, you're doing this basketball tournament during the height of the NBA season. You know that, Rabbi Merkin? The, yes, yes, I do. And that is why um, I made sure that the facility where we will be having the uh, game, uh, where, where we are, I'm sorry, where we will be having the tournament does have, uh, you know, a widescreen uh, TV to, to make sure that anybody who participates in the tournament will not miss out in the playoffs. Yeah, well, it's very possible that by the time we get to the tournament that series is going to be over anyway. That's but. also true. Yeah, that's true. I didn't want to say that, you know, I, I didn't want to hurt any uh, Cleveland fans yeah. um, well, we'll you know, this happens. early in the morning. It'll but. be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, uh, before we talk about the basketball tournament, mm-hmm. for a moment, update us on partners in Torah. I, I continue to hear about more and more people that are pairing up to study Torah at least once a week, usually via telephone, although there are exceptions of people that actually get together to do so. Uh, what, what are we up to now? How many partnerships are we... Uh, are we supervising at Partners in Torah? Well, I think the numbers are are astounding. I mean, look, I joined Partners in Torah less than a year ago um, from where you know from where we first met uh, when I was working at Shalom Torah Centers, and just walking into an organization that has impacted the lives of this many people to me is just it's astounding. Do you know, let me ask you a question, Nachum? How many people do you think? Just give yourself like. The, amount, the most amount of people you think that have learned, and we're talking about both the student and the mentor, how many people do you think have learned in the program through the last 24 years that this wonderful program has existed? Well, I'd have to imagine it's in the tens of thousands at this point. How about 70? 70,000. People. Pretty yeah. amazing. And and we're talking about people who have actually learned for more than six months. We're not talking about people who took a cup of coffee. Right. We're talking about meeting people that took out the time to learn together. And when we're talking about people, we're talking about both the student and the mentor. The student, obviously, they're learning about, about the community, about more about their faith. But the mentor also, the teacher, it gives them a reason to study. It gives them the ability to affect and connect with their, you know, with their fellow Jews. So, 
it's just it's just amazing being part of an organization that has had such a strong impact on the Jewish community at large. Well, we've always been tremendous fans of Partners in Torah. We recommend to anybody out there who would like to explore uh, either becoming a mentor or if you're somebody who is um, not familiar or feel you're not familiar enough with our tradition, with our texts, with our heritage, uh, either one, someone who thinks that, um, and, and everybody out there really can play a role as a mentor, um, who thinks they could be a mentor or anybody out there who, who uh, would like to explore learning more, you contact Partners in Torah. What's the best way to contact uh, Partners in Torah? Uh, best way to contact them is 1-800-STUDY-FOR-TWO. 1-800-STUDY-THE-NUMBER-FOUR-THE-NUMBER-TWO. Uh, the number 1-800-STUDY-THE-NUMBER-FOUR-THE-NUMBER-TWO. Or you can go to partnersintorah.org. Uh, you can look up information, and as soon as you sign in, you'll get a phone call um, from one of our uh, dedicated relationship managers who will set up a interview process and walk you through the process. That could literally be life-changing. I don't think anybody realizes how much of an effect a person can have with just a half hour a week. It's, it's truly amazing. How many teams do you have set up for Sunday already? So right now we just got number 19 last night, which we're very happy about. Um, we're pushing towards the magic number 24. Um, we are actually closing it out at 24 teams. In the past I've had tournaments that have gone with more teams, but that's because we've had more baskets. The facility that we're using only has four baskets, so I don't want to bring in too many teams where people have to sit around and wait two hours between games. I want, the I want everyone to have a great experience, and therefore we're trying to Keep it at a nice number where it's full, yet not, uh, yet not too full. Partners in Torah presents Play for Partners. The basketball tournament is this coming Sunday beginning at 6 p.m. Uh, at Downtown Sports in Mawa, New Jersey. Again, it's happening at Downtown Sports in Mawa, New Jersey, recognized as a gorgeous state-of-the-art facility. You'll have tiered competition based on skill and ability. There'll be a minimum of four games played for anybody who participates. Great prizes for the top fundraisers, and you will be providing a VIP basketball experience for the winning team. That's going to involve what? Actually going to a game or meeting somebody? What's that going to mean? So what that means is you have the um, the, the team, the I guess the team of four. Um, they go to a Knicks game. Nice. And then after the game, now I see the problem is I know the way the Knicks have been playing the last couple of years, the allure of meeting the Knicks after the game isn't that, you know, isn't that exciting. However, um, you could also choose to meet the opposition if you choose as well. <laughs> it depends who they're playing. It depends what your cup of tea is. Oh, but like either, way, either way, it's a great experience. It's something that um, most people won't be able to do on their own, and we're happy to provide it. Um, if it means bringing in more awareness and definitely more funds to the organization. You'll be providing an elegant buffet dinner. It's a great family atmosphere. The tournament is what, about three hours? How long does it take? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right now, from start to finish, I would imagine, I'm hoping it takes three hours. My, um, you know, that's the plan. I don't think I want anyone to be there till 12 o'clock at night. So our, our hope is that we're going to run a tight ship. We'll get people in and out, hopefully by 9 o'clock latest, and they would have had a great evening, great food. And you and, want uh, people to bring the kids, right? You want people to oh, bring the family. A hundred percent. We're having pom-poms, snack bags, sodas. Uh, the buffet is for families as well. We want to just create an environment where people, where, where people want to do this, where they're going to circle it on their calendar every year, play for partners, and we'll give staying power to the event and bring in uh, you know, a steady source of revenue for the or organization. The Play for Partners basketball tournament benefits partners in Torah. 
It is uh, happening this coming Sunday at Downtown Sports in Mawa, New Jersey, beginning at 6 p.m. It's a three-on-three tournament. Teams are made up of four players. Sign up now, playforpartners.com. Play, the number four, partners.com. Or you can speak with Israel Mayor Merkin by dialing 240-723-2653. These tournaments are a lot of fun. You have a great buffet dinner. It is a wonderful family atmosphere. And for the players, it is intense. It is really intense. They take this very, very seriously, you'd have to admit. This is not for the faint of heart. Yeah. I mean, no, that's why the advantage with the tiered competition um, is, you know, we, we can sort of look at the teams coming in and basically sort of, uh, I guess, min- I don't want to say manipulate the schedule, but basically make it to where guys are going to play people in their own level. Right. So if you, have, if you have guys who play every night um, and you have guys who used to play every night, so they're going to be able to play more to their skill level because at the end everybody wants to have a great time and while it is going to be very, very competitive, um, having a good time is hopefully the central theme and where it's a time for the guys to come down together. Families, father, we, we have a bunch of fathers and sons teams that have signed up, you know, giving them the opportunity to play together. So just trying to give people the experience that they would expect and just have a great time. There you have it, everybody. You know how amazing Partners in Torah is, uh, whether you are a mentor or a student or a potential mentor or a potential student, check out Partners in Torah. They are doing amazing work. On Sunday with Play for Partners, the basketball tournament, you have an opportunity to have a great time, some uh, enjoy a wonderful night, and in addition, support a great cause. It's happening this coming Sunday at 6 p.m. at Downtown Sports in Mawa, New Jersey, a great state-of-the-art facility. The tiered competition has been established. There will be a minimum of four games played for everybody. Great prizes for the top fundraisers and the VIP basketball experience for the winning team. Plus, when you're there, you're encouraged to bring the family. There'll be an elegant buffet dinner. It's all all the information is available, and you can sign up right now with your team at playforpartners.com. Play the number four partners.com. And I know you have a big thank you to your corporate sponsor for Sunday. Oh yes, our corporate sponsors, Roosevelt Seasons, um, is going to be providing. We're actually having a salad bar and drinks for all the players um, and the families as well. Seasons, um, we are we're bringing down a physical therapist. Uh, from PMR, um, they are a rehab facility up in northern Jersey to work out the guys in between games, make sure that nobody uh, pulls something that they don't want to have pulled. Um, and uh, and also a shout-out to Power Imprint and, P- and Second Home Rehab for helping to sponsor and support the event. There you go. A lot of great people involved. Playforpartners.com. Play the number four, partners.com. Can I assume that other people who are not going to be there on Sunday, uh, can go to the web and support one of the teams right now? Oh, 100%. Please. Uh, you are definitely encouraged um, with, the amount, with, with the amount of teams in the different areas, from Muncie to Teaneck to Passaic, all the way down to Lakewood and, and to New York and to Brooklyn and Manhattan itself. There, there's probably somebody playing that you know, so definitely encourage to go onto the website, playforpartners.com, uh, click the Sponsor button, find your favorite player, and please uh, support them. The, right now we are actually running a 24-hour campaign where the top fundraiser does get a, uh, an Amazon gift card uh, for those 24 hours. So if you know anybody that is playing, please support them. Not only will you be helping them, but you'll be helping a great cause as well. Oh, you got some ringers in here. I'm looking at the teams, and there are some guys who really know how to play ball in here. 
Would you expect any less, Knuckles? I, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect less because I've seen how incredibly competitive uh, these um, these competitions are, especially when you're the one coordinating it. Uh, but you've got some. I'm just looking through the names. You've got some really serious ball players. Everyone, go to the website playforpartners.com and sponsor one of the teams. Play the number four partners.com. You can speak to everybody. Israel Mayor Merkin at two four zero. 723 Rabbi Merkin, we will continue to remind everybody about this as the week goes on. Wishing you the best Thank of you. luck getting to those 24 teams and raising a lot of money for partners in Torah. Thank you so much, Nachum, for all your help and for all your time, and I definitely look forward to being in touch. There you go. The big, big tournament is Sunday. I'm looking at the teams, and I'm, <laughs> I am really... Uh, I, I'm already. I, I think I may have predicted who's going to win this thing. Frankly, guys, <laughs> I may already know which team is going to come out on top based on the rosters that I'm looking at on the uh, on the partners. Uh, what is it called? What's the website? Um, uh, playforpartners.com. Playforpartners.com. More coming up. It's JM in the AM, the best place for brand new Jewish music, as we always say. From the brand new album Tsaaka. Someone said I mispronounced it earlier. The brand new album Tsaaka. It's brand new music from Mordechai Ben David at JM in the AM. כל ממדקה צעקה כל כך גדולה ואיש לא ישמע דעש יכולים ליצור בכל ממדקה צעקה כל כך גדולה ואיש לא ישמע דעש יכולים ליצור
Brand new Mordechai Ben David. Title track, Tsa'aka, is the brand new one. Best place for brand new Jewish music right here at JM&AM, of course, and the Nachum Siegel Network. Tuesday morning, hello everybody, 56 degrees, rain and a high of 59. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget Yiddish Soul. Yiddish Soul's a week from tomorrow night, and it's a free concert, and it's amazing. It is a great presentation. It is crisp. It is um, it, it is well run. It is an honor to be part of it. I say this every single year. It's really an honor to be part of it. I'll be hosting it. Uh, the City Parks Foundation Summer Stage and the National Yiddish Theater Folksbina present the third annual Yiddish Soul, this time Yiddish Soul 2017, starting at 7 o'clock at the Summer Stage in Central Park. That's Central Park, 72nd Street at 5th Avenue. It'll feature the Grammy Award-winning Klezmatics, Zusha, the Maccabees, Cantor Yankee Lemmer, uh, Cantor Chaim David Burson, the award-winning Daniel Kahn. Admission is free. Doors open at 6. It really is that simple. It really is that simple. It is going to be an amazing night. It always is. The last two years have been phenomenal. If you love great music, if you love a good, crisp, well-run show, uh, you want to be there in the audience for a free concert on Wednesday night, June the 14th. Simple as that. It is fun. It is nice. It is so much. It's just great. And um, I'll be there starting at 7 p.m. An honor to host it and looking forward to greeting everybody uh, for the uh, event on Wednesday night, June the 14th. Um, Also wanted to mention, we have gotten and continue to get such an amazing response to our fundraising marathon, which lasted officially only like two and a half days. (laughs) Uh, But people continue to support us uh, with checks and credit card donations and so much more. Uh, so thank you. Number one, thank you. Anybody out there who has not yet had an opportunity to support us, go to fjbunity.org. It's the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. That is the not-for-profit arm that supports our great programming at JM and the AM and NSN. Again, it's uh, the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. You can go there, make a secure donation, and really help us out. So if you haven't had a chance yet to contribute, Please take the opportunity to do so, fjbunity.org, and I thank everybody who's responded so wonderfully to our very first campaign in our all-digital format. We didn't know how it would go, and we are so flattered and touched by the reaction of this audience. Thank you, thank you, thank you. More coming up seven minutes before 8 o'clock. This is JM in the AM.
That segment is from Lipa. Lipa has the non-stop Lipa segment. Or I say non-stop Lipa album. That was the non-stop Hora segment here. At JM in the AM, it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio exclusively around the world at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. It's a Tuesday morning broadcast here at uh, JM in the AM. A reminder, Yiddish Soul. Yiddish Soul is happening in Central Park, New York City, one week from tomorrow night. It is an unbelievable concert uh, every single year. Uh, this is actually the third time. So the first two times, they have been uh, just remarkably spectacular. Crisp, well-run, and just a tremendous amount of fun. Uh, those of you out there who want to come out and see the Klasmatics and the Maccabees and Zusha and Chazen Yanki Lemmer and Chazen Chaim David Burson and many others, award winner Daniel Kahn, uh, you want to be there in Central Park at the Summer Stage, 72nd and uh, 5th Avenue, and that would be the night of June the 14th. All right? Keep that in mind. Well, it's a big day for NCSY. Yeah. NCSY has a, a campaign day, a uh, once-in-a-lifetime giving day that starts at 2 o'clock Eastern time today. And you will no doubt see many links and uh, many uh, uh, suggestions on social media and other places, email, etc., to give to a once-in-a-lifetime charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, campaign on behalf of NCSY. And in a minute, we'll reveal to you what the goal is. It's pretty amazing, frankly. Uh, the campaign starts at 2 o'clock Eastern time, which means under six hours from now. I'm assuming it's 24 hours. We'll find out in a moment as we introduce... Rabbi Micha Greenland, who's the international director of NCSY, and Jeff Corbin, who's the director of development for NCSY. Rabbi Greenland, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Great to be here again. Appreciate that. Jeff Corbin, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nock. I'm so excited to be with you. Well, I can only imagine the excitement at the NCSY offices, because I'm sure you've been working on this for weeks, and the campaign finally starts at 2 o'clock today. And it is an amazing goal. It's an incredible campaign. When you say once in a lifetime, you mean it. Uh, Rabbi Greenland, why not start things off? Tell us about the uh, the story behind this uh, very large 24-hour campaign that's kicking off today. I uh, appreciate the opportunity. We have 10 different regional and national entities within NCSY who are join- joining forces uh, for what's now amounting to be uh, just more than a $2 million campaign um, to to uh, to unify alumni of NCSY, community supporters of NCSY, uh, to support the the, uh, the program within NCSY or the region within NCSY that most speaks to them to raise $2.1 million uh, in this 24-hour period. That's pretty amazing. That's quite a goal. As you mentioned, so many of the uh, regions are going to benefit. New England, Atlantic Seaboard, the NCSY Summer Once-in-a-Lifetime Campaign, Midwest, West Coast, uh, New Jersey, Southern Summer Scholarships, NCSY Canada, NCSY Upstate. They all have their individual goals, and together it is a $2 million campaign. Jeff, can I assume that all this is raised and all this goes to NCSY only if the goal is met, it is all or nothing, Nahum, Woo! as Woo! all charity campaigns are. Uh, we have uh, matching funds so that anybody who participates 
today, uh, their gift is quadrupled in value, but all the chips are on the table for the next 24 hours. So, So when someone gives $25 today, which for many is not a large amount, they're literally giving or making sure the organization gets $100 and that goes toward the $2 million. Exactly. That is exactly right. Any amount, uh, small or incredibly large, is quadrupled in value. Correct. Sounds a lot more doable when we put it that way, frankly. Yes. Uh, We're very uh, excited. We've had a, a real uh, growth of interest. Uh, this started out as a $1 million campaign uh, in Canada, and it's spread across NTSY as something we're interested in, in doing because of the strong alumni and support that is a reflection of decades of interest and support for NTSY. Rabbi Greenland, how do you explain it? How do you explain that so many organizations, especially uh, uh, those in our community, um, you know, just die out or, you know, peter out, I should say, after a certain amount of time, and it seems yours just continues to grow stronger and stronger. How do you explain it? I think there are just so many commonalities between what spoke to a teenager decades ago and what speaks to a teenager today. Uh, Every teenager is battling for their own identity and trying to develop as a person and, and they're exploring what, what it is about, uh, about life in general, about Judaism in particular, that, that might speak to them. And so a, a teen who is exploring and, and found a, uh, uh, a warm, welcoming environment in NCSY decades ago, who is inspired by an incredible story, by learning Torah, by advisors as role models, um, that's, that's a, an experience that, that endures. Jen- and there's so many things that are recognizable today uh, to somebody who, who uh, might have been in a Shabbaton or, or an NCSY program um, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Jeff, are you surprised from your perch as Director of Development that there's such an interest to support the organization at such a high level, that there's so many people willing to make large commitments to keep NCSY going? I'm actually not surprised, to tell you the truth, having now worked in the Jewish community for for just over 25 years. Uh, And Rabbi Greenland uh, touched on it in passing, and I think that uh, a word he used resonates both with kids but also philanthropists, and that word is advisors. Advisors who have connected with teens over decades of time that have helped them in this very important life stage uh, I think in my experience with NCSY, philanthropists recognize genuine impact, and NCSY has genuine impact over years as an amazing track record. It is incredible. And those who are on the front lines, whether it be the advisors or the regional directors or the Shabbatonim coordinators, whoever they are, they seem to be doing a great job nationwide. Rabbi Greenland, I hate putting you on the spot. And I won't make you single out any specific uh, regions or chapters, uh, but 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 just to just just to strike my fancy, where have you been recently? I know this is a very very hectic time of year for NCSY as the season draws to an end. Uh, where have you visited? Tell me about some of the places that have inspired you over the last couple of weeks. Um. It, it's it's often many many times the phone conversations I have with with uh, with our staff around the country that 
that uh, that inspires me as much as as an in-person visit. Uh, although I've had some of those as well. Um, there has been incredible programming uh, throughout May, which the, the the month of spring regional programs and summer tri- summer program training. Um, and we had we had during the month of May over two thousand different participants in in NCSY Shabbaton uh, events around the country. So, in in particular, I'm blown away by uh, one of the one of the regions that's doing a charity campaign is Vancouver, Canada, um, where where in Vancouver uh, there are nine public school teams who are going off to a year of study in Israel next year, graduated from four years of NCSY involvement, and this, their accomplishments were celebrated at a spring regional event in Vancouver uh, or just outside Vancouver a few weeks ago. And, uh, and I find it so impressive, the job that, that uh, Shmuel and Gila Ross are doing in Vancouver um, to, to transform the lives of, uh, of these teams. I never expected that. I never expected Vancouver to be on the list. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. And by the way, I've been told, for those of us who remember the quote-unquote old days where regions gathered together for regionals, I've been told that some regions now are so large they're actually doing sort of separate Shabbatonim this time of year. Am I right about that? Uh, that's correct. Canada is, is one of those regions that had an Eastern Canada event and a Western Canada event. Gosh. Um, and uh, and the, the same thing is true in in, uh, in Atlantic Seaboard, hmm. um, which which focuses on, uh, on the public school population with one spring regional event and, and the day school population with a, with a separate event. Um, but it's still that traditional regional event that, that, that gathers all different types of kids from all different sorts of places uh, does still exist in the majority of, of, uh, of our regions, and those are the sorts of events that no. took place the last few weeks. I'm glad to hear that. Also, I'm glad to hear about the growth, that sometimes regions can't even handle the numbers, uh, that they're so large, thank God. All right, it's charity.com slash NCSY, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, charity.com slash NCSY. The campaign starts at 2 o'clock Eastern time today. At 2 o'clock Eastern time today, 9 p.m. tonight in Israel. And uh, no doubt you'll see it all over social media and get reminders throughout the 24 hours. Jeff, I assume it ends Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And am I right that if someone goes if someone goes to the website right now, they could actually share the campaign and get a reminder about the campaign right now? They don't even have to wait until this afternoon, right? Exactly. There are the options to do that on what we call the landing page. And we encourage everyone who cares about NTSY to do exactly that. Share the word next 24 hours. There seems to be a confidence among both of you that you are going to achieve this $2 million goal. Am I right about that? I would tell you it's a, it, it's a, uh, it's a confident nervousness. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, no, there's no question that we believe the support is out there to be able to hit the goal, uh, but there's also, there's also no, no doubt that we have to make sure that that everybody who cares actually does something about it. Uh, so that's that's, uh, that's that's the balance between the confidence and the nervousness. And and we hope everybody who's listening now, and everybody who hears the hears the pod, recorded podcast later, um, does does uh, does go to the to the website and uh, and share it with their friends and participate uh, because we we definitely as we as we grow in our reach and impact. 
uh, we definitely need the support to ensure that that's possible. Rabbi Greenland, give me your guess. It, literally, it, I don't care if it's way off, but give me your guess of how many students that in September would never have even considered going to Israel for the summer are going to Israel for the summer this mm-hmm. year. Well, give me your guess how many never would have dreamt of it and are now going next month to Israel. Uh, so we have 1,400 kids that are going this uh, this summer on NCSY summer programs. Uh, about 200 of those are domestically in America and 1,200 um, in Israel. And, and my rough estimate is that... Um, a third to a half of those, uh, of those 1,200, so uh, 400 to 600 of them, um, we're not thinking about this at all in the fall, and it, it's mm-hmm. just the result of, uh, uh, of a year of, of impactful programming that has them now uh, preparing for the summer of a lifetime. How amazing is that, huh? <laughs> I love that. Incredible. Uh, Jeff, anything else people need to know or basically share the campaign, um, get reminders about the campaign, and go to charity.com slash NCSY starting at 2 o'clock today. And take a moment. Take a moment to look at what NCSY is doing when online. As Rabbi Greenland said a moment ago, 1,400 Nachum when you and I were younger. There were about 100, 200 kids going to NCSY. I went on my first trip to Israel with NCSY. Uh, one and my brother... Two among 200 today, 1,400 kids are having the best summer ever. Well, they will, God willing, because of NCSY continues to grow. Check out what we're doing and participate in today's campaign. Um, by the way, and I'm sorry I keep adding stuff, but I, I keep thinking of some of the things that, that I need to ask you. A lot of the funds uh, that are raised by different regions actually go to help students stay in Israel, right? To stay in Israel for the year or to pay, you know, for tuition for them in Israel that would never get paid by a family member or by, you know, anybody close to them or by Greenland. A lot of that goes to it, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Our, our, our scholarship funds are, are, uh, are primarily for three purposes, uh, to help kids attend regional NCSY events like that one in Vancouver I described, right. um, to help to help teens um, attend NCSY summer program, and then to actually help with tuition um, is is a significant portion uh, to attend yeshiva to attend seminary um, in Israel, which as we know is not a uh, not an inexpensive um, undertaking, and that's that's uh, that's, that's where uh, where a, a a significant majority of the of the funds that are being raised in the next twenty four hours are going to help with those particularly timely needs uh, as we approach the summer and and uh, and and tuition paying season uh, for for all those kids who are going to be going off to uh, yeshiva and seminary. Yeah, this is one of those causes where the dollar really really is stretched, where it goes to so many different things and helps so many kids from so many different backgrounds. Um, uh, Jeff, the the uh, the matchers, a collection of two three people or a collection of two three hundred people who who got oh no, dozens and dozens of people uh, throughout the ten different areas. Nice, um, who really have come together for common cause. So every time anybody gives, it's four times that amount. They give eighteen. It's really a seventy two dollar donation. Exactly, that is how charity works, and that is how God willing. 
we will be successful in the next 24 hours. All right. Campaign begins 2 p.m. Eastern time. Go to the website now because you could share the campaign, get reminders about it, and certainly encourage others to participate. It's charity.com slash NCSY, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash NCSY. As Rabbi Greenland said, with reserved enthusiasm, we are confident that NCSY is going to achieve the $2 million goal. Everybody participate. You know how great a cause it is, and I'm glad we had a chance to explore some of the things that they do. Rabbi Greenland, good luck today. Jeff Corbman, good luck today. We are rooting for you guys, and we're going to encourage all of our listeners to give as generously as possible. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Nathan. Appreciate it. Thanks again. We appreciate NCSY. More coming up. It is a Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. <laughs> How can I come to try and thank the one most high? And downs, you pulled me through somehow. The darkest times, you were by my side. You were by my side. Running, molding my knife through life. Molding my knife through life. in me the hardest times that make me shine the tests that I face I know that you place them in my life to reach greater
JM and the AM comes from Ellie Marcus called Chavivi here at JM and the AM. Before that, Avremel Avram Fried with Hinnani Biyadcha. You heard Ayi Kunstler in there with Modim Anachnulach. Tuesday morning broadcast. It's JM and the AM, 27 minutes before 9 o'clock. Willie Hachman is here. He's chief executive officer at the Joel Paul Group. Uh, we've discussed many times the executive search and consulting firm that uh, is out there, especially for not-for-profits in the Jewish world, really for any uh, any organization, any company, but they really specialize tremendously in that area, go to joelpaul.com, joelpaul.com. As I always say, if these segments lead to one person getting employment in our community or even one organization um, expanding their network of potential employers, it is certainly well worth it. Willie Hachman, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Hachman. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to be here. I mentioned earlier on the air how... uh, I don't want to sound, I don't want to make it sound like it was a surprise, but how successful our fundraising campaign was here during our fundraising marathons. I thank you because you, of course, were a big part of it. So thank you very much. You need to hire a director of development to uh, exponentially grow your fundraising. You think we'd make even more if we had a director of development? <laughs> if you had the right person, that's right. That's my feeling. How many resumes, if I was looking for a director of development, would you be able to send me today? It's a great question. Um, I'll tell you, you know, two parts to that answer. Um, we are doing it. We do executive search firm, and we do it in a way where we are sort of the HR department of most or- agencies and organizations. And if they have an HR department, we partner with them, and we source candidates through various sources. Our own database that's probably thirty plus years old uh, in terms of candidates, and we have networks of people who refer people. So short answer to your question is, after dialoguing about the exact, it's not just what do they have in their resume, but 
what's their fit, what's their profile, what's their expanse in how to do what you need to do. Uh, you'd probably see after, and our, our process takes about three to four weeks just to us, we interview. We don't just send you resumes. We're not a resume factory that says, here's 20 resumes, good luck. So at the end of our process, you'd probably see five to seven, maybe eight good resumes, and we learn from that. For some reason, if all those seven or eight don't meet your criteria, we go back to the drawing board, we get a little better communication and feedback from you, and we we keep the process going. You know, before our independence, as an independent network back in December, I had no need for a director of development, but now you've just opened my eyes. Maybe we, in fact, do need a director. Would I be impressed with the majority of the candidates you would send my way? I would hope so, and I'll I'll tell you the other, uh, and it's not a competitor of ours in a way, but there is a website. Holly? There is a website out there <laughs> called JewishJobs.com. Yeah. They do mostly entry level, middle level uh, type of placements. But just to give you the the reference to what your question was, right. and I know the the, the, the gentleman who runs uh, Jewish Jobs. Um, you look at the jobs out there. Let's call it for development, and you'll see on their posting how many times the posting was viewed. On average, it's viewed eighty to a hundred times. Mm-hmm. He tells me the percentage of people who then apply from, let's say, 80 is about 20 to 25 resumes that are sent to the organization. Right. That's a lot of resumes. Now, honestly, probably out of the 25, 22 or three are not relevant. Right. There'd be two or three good candidates. That's right. So the advantage of coming to a search firm is we do all that work for you because the client, the organization that uses Jewish Jobs still has to look at all those resumes and has to have the time and the staff. And that's what we provide. But it's a resource for, for various organizations. Interesting. You got me thinking, as I'm sure you have a lot of people thinking right now. Willie Hochman is with us, JM in the AM, with the Joel Paul Group, joelpaul.com, joelpaul.com. I seem to always ask you this question, um, and, and it never changes no matter what month it is. I, if you're here in January, I ask you. If you're here in April, I ask you. Now you're here in June, and I ask you, is this a heavy season for both organizations and recruitment in the not-for-profit world? So uh, maybe I'm going to amend my my uh, answer to that from previous times. It, it's not as cyclical as if um, day, Jewish day schools are looking for teachers and principals. To start that's, in September. That's kind of done. It right. starts again after the Yom Tovim and the Jewish holidays. But in the organizational world, what does start to take effect probably um, after Pesach and during this time as well and try before the summer, there is an increase in staffing for various reasons. Um, one of the reasons is hopefully organizations have seen six months of their, if they're on a fiscal year of de- uh, January to December, they've right. seen their budget. Mm-hmm. And they could see, okay, we are trending in the way that they want to trend, let's say up, mm-hmm. so that they have flexibility to add to staff. Um, also, this time of year, if you want to hire someone and have them start after the, quote, slow time of the summer where people are on vacation and donors might not be around, or any, it doesn't have to be just development, right. finance or, or executive level. Mm-hmm. So they want to get that process started now so that, if you will, by the holidays or right after the summer, someone's in, they're trained, they're, they're getting their work done, so they have a good court, fourth quarter of activity that they can do. Are most transitions smooth? Do you, you you witness a lot of transitions. You witness an executive director of a school leaving, and now they use the summer months to transition to a new executive director, just as an example. Are most of those transitions smooth? So one of the most, uh, not, I wouldn't say newest, but for lack of a better word, one of the 
most current trends is when an executive or anybody in a CFO position or an administrative programmatic development position indicates to their employer or board member, I'm retiring or I'm getting a new job, but they give them three months, let's say, right. of advance notice. Mm-hmm. That's the ideal transition mm-hmm. because a smart organization or agency will spend a little extra money, double up, bring the new person in, transition, train them, and then it, it, it's, a, it's a mutually beneficial uh, process. Right. It doesn't always happen that way. Right. A lot of times it happens where I'll give three weeks notice and the person is taking a new job and they give their employer three weeks notice. It's rare that in three weeks the person, the new person, could be hired and work with that current person. Right. So there are that would be a real cramming session. Yes. To try to learn everything. But what usually happens there is hopefully there's other staff members that are participating in the new hires uh, initiation and learning of all the nuances of the new organization or agency. So that transition is a little better. And sometimes it's uh, feet in the fire. Right. A trial by fire. Trial by fire. Um. <laughs> There may be some people in this audience, men and women, who are executive ready, who don't know about the Joel Paul Group yet, and you want to hear from them. Yes. You you don't want to hear from entry-level people. You want to hear from people who are ready to take positions that you traditionally search for. So I'm only going to amend that last comment by saying, and I was trained, if you will, there's no textbook for this business, but Mr. Joel Paul, shall live and be well, comes in four days a week and is our president. I bought the business from him eight years ago. Our door is open, and we do see entry-level mm. candidates with the caveat disclaimer that we will not have a job for you today, but it's about career guidance. Right. We in our firm get very excited about people who want to go into the nonprofit agency or organizational school world, and we give them ideas of even how to search, where to look for, who to talk to, how to network, and the, one of the main reasons is, we can call it an free takarat hatov, or it's payback. Right. Tomorrow, today's entry level could be tomorrow's Jewish leaders. Correct. And we want to know them, and they want to know us. Okay. But um, in, in, in most cases, um, yes, we are definitely open to meeting candidates, even if they don't see a job on our website or hear about a job from others that we're currently working on. We want to see candidates all the time. And it is not unusual for a, for example, hospital administrator to become a school administrator or the opposite if they're qualified to do so. Right? That, it's not unusual to crisscross in the industry. Yes, there are there are certain um, positions that can be crisscrossed, in your words, transitioned, and you can connect the dots to. It doesn't have to be someone working for Jewish Organization X to go to Jewish Organization Y. Right. Even, you know, to take it one step further, um, you'll have men and women who are in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Whatever they're, they could have a job as a finance executive in the corporate world, can they transition? And I'll say with a yes, with a comma. Yes, if they have knowledge of or experience right. as maybe a lay leader in the nonprofit world. Mm-hmm. Uh, good salesmen or saleswomen can do development if they have some connection right. to nonprofit world. Right, understood. All right, uh, so anybody out there with that, with that resume, with that background, with those goals, should be in touch with you by... Calling a phone number or sending best, an email? The best is email. Um, on our website, there's uh, resumes uh, at joelpaul.com. You can email me, william at joelpaul.com. Uh, and I'm not trying to discourage phone calls, but all phone calls right. do is every, myself and my recruiters will say, 
please send us a resume and then right. we'll talk. Understood. So get the resume in and then we'll follow up. And in terms of the other side of the equation, anybody out there who is running any type of organization, any type of company really, but certainly the not-for-profit organizations for sure, um, who are looking for any type of executive, it does not have to be development, as you said, it could be executive director or any position in any of the departments. It could be head of HR, it could be anything, right? Exactly. We do everything operate, you know, directors, just titles, directors of operations, CFOs, uh, controllers, uh, programmatic uh, individuals. Um, we're not really called upon and we really don't have a, you know, a connection to, let's say, organizations that need social workers or right. psychologists. That's not our forte. Right. There might be others out there or you use various other job posting sites. All right. Uh, in order to um, facilitate those organizations who are looking to hire and now understand the benefit of your firm, same thing, William at JoelPaul.com. Yes. Simple as that. Um, we're happy to meet right. with, uh, and again, we are a, na- a national search firm as your, right. um, we're worldwide, <laughs> as your network is. Um, we use today's technology. Um, if we have clients uh, looking, prospects, organizations in California, Florida, wherever they are, we get on the computer, we do a Skype you know, discussion, and we market ourselves and, and see what their needs are. We're just not tri-state area focused, although we are residing in the New York uh, City office. And you do place for those organizations that work with Israeli organizations, meaning there may be a a New York office, American friends of one of our great friends in Israel. You certainly can place in those offices as well. 100%. That's an existing, growing, increasing uh, part of our business. It's been steady. and it takes a it takes a unique individual, whether they are again executive director, fundraising, or CFO, to be a fit and personality. Even though it's in an American friends of, right. you have to have that understanding of Israeli culture, yeah. Israeli colleagues. Even though they're not your supervisors, right. it's a Chinese wall between our nonprofits here in America and Israel. But there has to be that's a different kind of person and fit. That person might be living in Israel, but you'll find them. Yes, yeah. that's right. There are organizations, uh, even here in America, that say sometimes, uh, listen, our product, whether it's a yeshiva, whether it's a hospital, says we don't mind if our development director lives in Israel, right. but will travel right. every five weeks, six weeks to America. Or the opposite. Maybe they want to move to America for a year. Who knows? Exactly. You know? exactly. All right, Willie Hoffman's available to everybody. It's William at JoelPoll.com. The Joel Paul Group is located on West 36th Street in New York City and ready to... Uh, uh, fill the needs of those who are looking for executive positions and, of course, those organizations that are looking to fill executive positions of any type. Uh, it is worth exploring, everybody. Certainly worth a conversation if you're on either side of the equation. JoelPoll.com. JoelPoll.com. Willie? And just one last thing uh, I'd like to uh, put out there. Uh, our staff uh, is is needing to grow. Thank God we have... Uh, your own staff. Our own staff. You need a search firm for your own That's staff. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I wear many hats. That's right. So if anyone is interested in being a recruiter, marketing with our firm, doing recruiting, I'm happy to talk to them as well. Um, it's an exciting industry, and there's definitely room for growth. Nice. William at JoelPoll.com. Thank you again for your support and for visiting this morning. Much appreciated. My pleasure, Nachum, as always. More coming up. You're listening to a Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. <laughs>
J.M. in the A.M. Derech Achim with Imeshkachech. Sandy Shmueli had Chazak, and this Imeshkachech, of course, by Leif Tahor. Very appropriate because we are about to go into J.M. Rewind, which is going to be a replay of the first hour from two Thursdays ago with all the sounds of Jerusalem 1967. Yes, if you want to hear a very, very, very comprehensive segment of the sounds of the Six-Day War. Stay tuned. That's coming up next on JM Rewind. Achenu Yisrael and Achim Machemer, brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. For our listeners, sponsored digital radio around the world and the web at NachumSegal.com. On the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSF. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at JM in the AM. Want to thank those of you who've contributed to our uh, annual fundraiser. If you have not yet had an opportunity, there's still a chance. Go to fjbunity.org and participate in our annual fundraiser, fjbunity.org. And, of course, we thank you. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs>